Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray. Pleased to be joined today by 2019 U.S. Solheim Cup captain Julie Inkster, who has just made her two captain selections for the matches that are coming up September 13th to 15th at Glen Eagles in Scotland. Please enjoy this chat with Julie Inkster as we break down the U.S. team and the challenge that faces them in a couple weeks. I'm pleased now to be joined by 2019 U.S. Solheim Cup captain Julie Inkster, who is making her third run in the captain's chair in a couple weeks from now in Scotland at Glen Eagles. And, and Julie, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks for having me on, Will. So uh, you have finally uh, finalized your roster of 12 here. You had two captain's picks. You've added Stacey Lewis and you've added Morgan Pressel. I want to start with Stacey first. Looking at the dynamic of the 10 qualifiers that you had, what were some of the attributes of Stacey Lewis that really stuck out to you and and said, I need to have her on my squad? She's consistent. Uh, she's actually a great team player. Uh, she reaches out um, to everybody. I, I just, I like her calmness and, you know, she's also a heck of a golfer too. So uh, I just thought her um, attributions would really um, help the team out as far as just being consistent, being there every day with an ear, uh, her practice, how she practices for Solheim. I think, uh, you know, maybe people don't ask questions. That rookies don't ask questions, but they watch. And uh, Stacy seems to do it right. Now, this has been a, a transformation year for Stacy as she has become a, a mother on the LPGA Tour. She took off the last half of last season. She gave birth to a baby girl, and, and now she's coming back. She played one event in January, but really it was in March that she started to play a full season. You've been in those shoes and trying to juggle full-time LPGA and mom life. And, and what what was that like? We see on the European side, we've seen Suzanne Pedersen, who missed almost the entire 2019 season. She has gotten a pick from Katrina Matthew. Is there a difficulty there in extrapolating from a small sample size with Stacy, and to know, based on, on the long record that she has previous to that, to, to know what to expect from her in a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge adjustment uh, going from, you know, traveling by yourself and really all you have to do is take care of yourself to all of a sudden have um, a little one that you're traveling with and every week's different and they get sick, they get runny noses, they, you know, they're up at, in, the, in the middle of the night. Uh, so it's it's like juggling two jobs, full-time jobs. And I, I've been there and I know how hard it is. And 
the thing I liked about Stacy is, yeah, she had the, she had Chesney and and but she uh, wanted to get back and play and um, didn't take that much time off. Um, played a tournament in um, uh, in January, in February, I guess it was, and then um, really, you know, started to try to play a full schedule and try to really figure out how to balance life on the road and be a mom and try to be a top golfer. Uh, I thought if she probably had that other half of the year and not being pregnant, she probably would have qualified on her own anyway. She, you know, I think she was 14th on the points. Uh, so, I, you know, I got a lot of confidence in Stacy and, and uh, what she can do. And um, she's not only a great golfer, but just watching her with Chesney, and uh, she's she's an amazing mom. And, and uh, it'll be fun to have the little one over there um, rooting us on. Hopefully Chesney's got her passport ready to go here. We got a couple well, weeks. I think, to... I think it's all ready to go. There you go. Uh, and now I want to turn the the attention to Morgan Pressler, who is another Solheim Cup veteran who's been on in this position and been on several squads. And I want to go back to that that Women's British Open and and how big of a, a role did that event play? I know you can't take one tournament and make a, a captain's pick out of one specific week, but knowing, seeing how she performed under the gun in major championship conditions, finished fourth ultimately, but how big of that, how big a role did that play in your decision to add Morgan Pressel to your team? It, uh, it played a huge uh, decision. I, I just liked, uh, you know, especially playing overseas. Um, it's really kind of a golf course that we're going to be playing um, type style. Uh, he made a lot of big clutch putts coming down the home stretch. You know, and her game is, you know, she's missed a lot of cuts, yes, but she's missing by one. Uh, she's been working hard on her game. I needed somebody that if I sent out there, I knew would give me everything she had. And I'm not saying anybody else wouldn't, but I have a lot of um, – um, faith and if I needed a point or a putt, uh, Morgan wouldn't mind taking that ball, taking that putt. Now you have two picks and you've got a roster of 12. I'm sure if you had it your way, you might have a roster that runs 30 deep. There were a lot of difficult calls that you had to make to women who are not going to be on the team, but but most notably is the call you had to make to Christy Kerr, who's the winningest U.S. Solheim Cup participant and is not currently uh, playing well, frankly, and she said as much. And, and so how difficult was that call to, to Christy, knowing her pedigree, knowing how much she loves the Solheim Cup and that team competition, to tell her that there's not enough room for her on this team in Scotland? Well, to Christy's credit, she made it easy for me. She she goes, hey, you're the captain. You do. I know you have to do what's best for the team. Um, I will be there 100% behind um, the USA rooting you guys um, all the way. Um, I'll be back. I'm in a little bit of a funk, but I will be back. And I, I totally believe that in Christy because Christy's a grinder and she does not like to play uh, um, bad golf. And uh, I believe she'll be back. But uh, we're, we're at this point, I needed to have someone um, that I would, you know, I wish I could bottle up Christy's. Um, emotions and, and her her grit for the US, USA team, but, um, you know, it, it was, that, well, there were a lot of tough calls, but that was by far my, my toughest one. It was it was definitely not a surprise to see you add some veteran presence to this team, given the composition of the 10 automatic qualifiers. Everyone will talk in these team situations that it's difficult enough to win on the road, but you have a squad right now where you're going to have five rookies, 
And of the 10 that qualified automatically, eight out of the 10 have never played a Solheim Cup on foreign soil. What's that dynamic going to be like for you? And how important are these next two, two and a half weeks as captain to really try and prepare some of these folks for, for a situation that, frankly, they may not have been in in their careers? You you can I mean you you can talk about it all you want they got to get over there and they got to experience it everybody handles pressure everybody handles um, you know being nervous or uh, a different way uh, my job is to to try to get them to play as loose and as relaxed as they can and um, so you know it is it is about a golf tournament but my job also is to make it about the memories and and having fun and being together as a group. Um, and what goes on in the team locker room. Um, but you're right. we got a lot of people that have never played overseas, and it's by far a different animal. It's, it's uh, you know, these girls are used to everybody rooting for them, and uh, there's not going to be a lot of claps for their great shots. So they're going to have to really rely on each other. And I, I have to say that's also what I love about playing overseas. It's just, it's just us and our families and our squad and – we got to we got to make it work. Well, I wanted to touch on that a bit. Now, the U.S. has a, a ten to five overall advantage in the Solheim Cup, but but the U.S. is zero and two when playing in Scotland. You were on those teams in nineteen ninety two and two thousand. So, can you speak to that dynamic of, of not only playing on foreign soil in Europe, but playing in Scotland and having that situation where it's kind of your your team of twelve against the world, and that you're not having the same sort of dynamic and interaction with the fans as you usually do, and, and how much more difficult does that make it to try and win the Solheim Cup over there? Well, first of all, there's always a first, so <laughs> um, we are zero and two, but we could be one and three, and that's three thirty three average to make me a lot of money in baseball. There you go. So. Um, you know, there's always a first, and yeah, I'm going to keep um, harping on that to my team that, hey, you know, we're we're starting fresh here. We got a fresh team. We got a fresh outlook. Uh, just go out and be you, and, and we're going to be fine. You know, it was four years ago that uh, there was a memorable Sunday comeback for your team in your first stint as captain in Germany, and it was it was a quite a crossroads for the for the U.S. team of the Solheim Cup. You were coming off of the 2013 team, captained by Meg Mallon, that had lost in, in Colorado, and, and you had this emotional comeback in Germany to, to win the Cup by a point. And looking back that four years ago, that was the last time that the Solheim Cup was in Europe. Is there one memory from that day that really stands out for you? Uh, it had to be Sunday. I mean, just how well everybody played. I mean, I have to say when... I sent my lineup in for my 12 single matches, and I saw how we matched up. I liked our matchup. I thought uh, um, I, I really never doubted that we weren't going to win. Uh, maybe that was a little foolish, but I just thought our matchups, we matched really well against them, and Pretty much everybody did what they had to do um, to win. I know it came down to Jarena's putt on 18, but, you know, if the other players don't win their matches too, we never win that. So it definitely was a team um, a team goal and a team win. Um, but that Sunday comeback was it, – it went from blue to just hearing roars and roars on, on um, the golf course to really, really quiet. And it was pretty special. Now, when you talk about putting together these matchups from a captain's perspective, how much of that work is going to go in or has gone in in, in months 
prior and especially in these next couple of weeks now that you know your 12 and Katrina Matthews 12 players and how much of that is reacting to the play that you see on Friday and Saturday to kind of get a feel for who would who would match up better against a given player well that's, that's a good question uh, we've already kind of um, did some team matchups did some team pairings uh, we're going to wait and when we get to Scotland see what the weather's like see how everybody's feeling, uh, see what they're playing like. Uh, because even though um, it's only two weeks away, two weeks away for a golfer is a lot. Um, so we're just going to kind of get there. We kind of know we have a game plan, but as you know, things can change. Um, you got to be uh, able to change and, and willing to change uh, to make things work. Yeah, I hope you're not putting too much stock in a Scottish weather forecast that's two weeks yeah, out. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a fool's <laughs> errand not, right there. I'm, I'm, let me just say I'm bringing rain gear. There you go. That's probably wise. Uh, dress for everything, and, and you'll get one of them right. Uh, yeah. All right, so as I said, this is your third stint uh, as captain. You're, you're 2-0 and in the previous two, so credit to you. But then you had a long history as a, as a playing participant in the Solheim Cup. You Even in 2011 at Colleen Castle, you were a playing assistant. So you've filled so many roles with this team environment and these biennial matches. How, does, how do you compare the captain's chair that you've sat in these last three events versus being one of the 12 players that's on the, on the course? Well, I, I love... I love being a player. I love competing. I love having a partner out there. I love the single matches, just mono mono. Uh, but being a captain, it's been it's been great. Not, you know, not only from the team's back uh, aspect, but the people I work with to bring this all together. Uh, it's been it's been fun. It's been a great journey. Um, I've learned a lot about myself and my leadership skills. Um, because, uh, as you know, it's an individual game, and, and basically you're just uh, a team of one. Uh, and you, you really don't know how your uh, personality or your how you go about things will gel with other people. And um, I've learned a lot about myself and about, you know, um, you know, just believing in, in what you're doing and, and believing in your gut and... Uh, I guess taking ownership of, of what you're trying to do. Well, you mentioned that team of one concept where you're in a situation where you're playing a match, potentially a singles match against one other player, but that the ramifications can impact your other 11 teammates. So not to dwell on the negative here, but I just want to pick your brain a little bit. If you go back over your entire Solheim Cup career, is there one shot that kind of sticks in your craw and you say, I would love to have that one shot back from a Solheim Cup? Yeah, it was Helen Alfredson's uh, shot on uh, at Muirfield Village. Uh, let's see, one par five. I think it's number five. Yeah. He snap, snap hooks it into the, into the trees and it kicks out in the fairway, and I lost one down. Wow, that that, that is yeah. that's a curveball. First of all, going to an opponent's shot, and secondly, calling the <laughs> well, calling yeah, the tree. I never hit any bad shots. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is certainly this is <laughs> yeah, one that you've funny, thought about. I remember one shot about my that whole round, but I do remember that shot. There you go. Sometimes the bounces the bounces go your way, but that's one yeah, that, that clearly exactly. left a mark. All right, I appreciate it. that's a good creative answer. Yeah. Um, all right, so as we said, you've got five rookies in this uh, squad of twelve. Now you've got eight players who will be going and playing in Europe. For the first time, I know that that you you have to treat all twelve children equally here. But is there one player that you're especially excited to see in this cauldron of the Solheim Cup and on the road, and and a player that you kind of have your eye on to say, I want to see how she reacts under the gun? I got I got two of them. I got Megan King, 
um, as a rookie. She's got a lot of spunk. Um, she's fiery. And then I have just the opposite in uh, Brittany Altamari. Uh, she's got, she just is so consistent. And, I mean, if you were to, someone to ask you, who do you think makes the most birdies on the American team, you'd probably say the Accorda or Lexi. But Brittany's made the most birdies on my American team uh, this year. So those are two kind of opposite spectrums. I'm really interested to see how they do. That is that is certainly going to be interesting, as anyone will say. Birdies help, as as folks who have looked yeah. to, to Jordan Spieth's uh, career, season this year on the PGA Tour. If you're making six birdies and six bogeys in a round, that doesn't always help. But in Solheim Cup, in match play, that can do you just fine. Uh, That's exactly right. So uh, what's the scouting report on Glen Eagles? How much time have you spent at the course, and, and what's going to be the prep like? I know we, we talked about the weather can be fickle, and that can be a big determining factor when you're playing over in Scotland, but how do you feel like that's going to shape up, and what sort of preparations are your teammates gonna, or team members going to make? Well, it's, um, it's, it's pretty generous off the tees. Uh, I think it's more of a second-shot golf course. The, the, the greens are... Um, a little bit narrow, a little bit skewed, you know, they kind of go a little left to right, a little right to left. Um, everything all, everything kind of shaves and goes down, so, uh, you know, chipping and putting, I think that's going to be key. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it sets up well for, for one team or another team. I mean, the Europeans play so much golf over here that... Um, you know, I would say it's a Lynx golf course. It's more of a, um American golf course. Uh, but um, the facilities are amazing, um, and we're, spectating-wise, I think it's going to be great. So I don't really think it favors one team or the other. Um, you know, the bottom line is it, it really comes down to who makes the putts. Uh, they all hit the ball well. It's just who can make the putts at the right time. Now, when you're talking about playing in Scotland over there, do, do you want at least for one of the days for the weather to kick up a little bit and make it make it kind of a, a nitty-gritty sort of a experience? Or would you rather just at, at that point, frankly, getting a little lucky with Scottish weather in the middle of September if you have, you know, 60 degrees and, and no rain? Well, as someone that's going to be sitting in the cart, <laughs> I prefer the 60 degrees and no rain. There you go. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I don't know. I... I I would be uh, upset if we had one of those days. I think I got a lot of good ball striking players um, that I think would love to test their skills. Um, but playing 36 holes in that stuff—that's that's a lot. That's a that's a long day. So um, you know, that's kind of where the captain has to come into play. Who needs a break? Understandable for sure. 36, 18 versus 36 makes a big difference when you're talking about the rain blowing sideways as it can over there. And I'll let you get out on this question. You're, you're heading over to Scotland. You're going to be there for a while as any American who has gone and played golf for an extended period of time in Scotland can attest. Uh, the food choices can be difficult to make. So do you have a go-to food option when you're in Scotland that is going to uh, help you on, on day six, seven, eight of a, of a long uh, journey? Well, you know, we were over in uh, at Glen Eagles, and uh, the food was amazing. And they had pancakes in the morning, so I'm making sure we have pancakes in our, our team room. So 
I'm looking for a, a good pancake and a nice uh, at night and just a nice glass of wine, and I'll be fine. There you go. If the U.S. comes out on top, we can credit the breakfast pancakes. Now we we found the secret recipe <laughs> to to uh, Team Inkster here. Well, uh, yeah. Julie Inkster, uh, 2019 U.S. Solheim Cup captain. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, and and the best of luck in a couple weeks, September 13th to 15th at the Solheim Cup at Glen Eagles. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GolfChannel.com podcast. And thanks again to Julie Inkster for joining us. Remember, you can log on to GolfChannel.com slash podcast, access any of the previous episodes, listen to them wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Will Gray. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.